Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Layla Ways In. Here on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading these podcasts. If you'd like to make an appointment, either with myself or Dr. Hoffman, 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. We recently moved our offices from the west side to the east side in Midtown on Madison Avenue on 59th Street. Beautiful, brand new gorgeous space office. This is actually a very new build out. <clears throat> and we are on the 14th floor at 635 Madison Avenue. We have uh, a busy practice. We're taking new patients. So if you're interested in becoming a patient uh, of either Dr. Hoffman, myself, or if you do see Dr. Hoffman, you automatically see me because the patient who doesn't pay attention to diet is wasting the physician's time. <laughs> That's a Chinese proverb and one I display in my office. Well, we've been unpacking, so we're getting everything settled in, And but we're definitely seeing patients while we do this. So 212-779-1744. I want to talk to you about, you know, everybody's asking, protein intake, what should protein intake be, what about harming the kidneys, so forth and so on. The Really the only time to have to really closely, critically monitor protein intake is in kidney disease, advanced kidney disease, chronic kidney disease, end-stage renal failure. These are the conditions which... Uh, protein intake needs to be monitored. Increasing your protein intake is not going to damage your kidneys if your kidneys are healthy. That's not likely to happen at all. But if your kidneys are compromised, then it's best to be under the supervision of a qualified nutritionist, such as myself, if I may shamelessly plug, to take care of that. So protein and and older adults, protein intake may help elderly maintain independence. And before I go into this, uh, as more and more baby boomers are retiring, we have more and more uh, older populations. Uh, there are more people concerned about longevity, 
to, you know, maintain their health and their independence going into their golden years. This is very, very important. And I've talked about the benefits of exercise, right? Uh, a lot of women will come in to see me. They have osteopenia, osteoporosis, but you know, if they also have sarcopenia, what's that you say? Sarcopenia is the diminishment of muscle mass. This normally precedes osteoporosis as well. When we diminish our muscle mass, we can no longer help to support our skeleton, our bone structure as well. And by working our muscles with strength training, with weight training in particular, we stress our bones, our skeletons in a really good way via the ligament attachment to the muscles. This is very important. I've often said if there is a fountain of youth, it's strength training, much more so than cardio. Cardio is very, very important. It's good for your heart, your lungs, keeping your blood pressure in the normal ranges, in the healthy ranges. It's very, very important. But as we get older, we do need to give equal time to strength training. And optimal strength training regimen should be three days a week with a day off in between. You don't want to use the same sets of muscles uh, on day-to-day basis. They need a day off in between. So ideally, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So the other part of the equation to maintaining healthy muscle mass, balance, to ensuring that you never become feeble is your protein intake. Very important. So protein intake may help elderly maintain independence. People 85 years old and older form the fastest growing age group in our society and are at a higher risk for becoming less able to perform basic life skills. Walking up the stairs, getting out of the car, getting into the car, unloading your groceries from the trunk of your car, balance. So for this reason, researchers are seeking ways to help older adults stay independent for longer. Recently, a research team focused their attention on learning whether eating more protein could contribute, 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 wow, (laughs) to helping people maintain independence. According to the study published in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, protein is known to slow the loss of muscle mass. That's the sarcopenia I'm talking about. Sarcopenia is a loss of muscle mass. Protein is known to slow the loss of muscle mass. Having enough muscle mass can help preserve the ability to perform daily activities and prevent disability. Older adults tend to have a lower protein intake than younger adults due to poorer health, reduced physical activity, and changes in mouth and teeth. And this is often, with with my elderly patients, I'm always assessing their teeth, their dental status, all of that, because that has everything to do with what they're going to eat, right? 
if they have ill-fitting dentures or ill-fitting bridges, if there's pain when they chew, they're going to eat less. And that's always a concern in my geriatric population. Um, <clears throat> if there's any pain or discomfort chewing food, they're going to lean towards softer foods. Another thing that happens as we get older is the ability to feel thirst is diminished. The ability to feel hunger can even be diminished as well. So, you know, too often I'm very concerned about my very frail elderly patients who, you know, a meal for them is a cup of tea and a slice of buttered toast. Well, you're not getting much protein there at all. So I have to be concerned. And then they come in wondering why they're losing weight. They don't have the opportunity to maintain their muscle mass. So back to the study, to learn more about protein intake and disability in older adults, the research team used data from the Newcastle 85 plus study conducted in the United Kingdom. This study's researchers approached all people turning 85 in 2006 in two cities in the UK for participation. <clears throat> wow. All, all people turning 85 in the year 2006 in two cities. Wow. At the beginning of the study in the years 2006-2007, there were 722 participants, 60% of whom were women. The participants provided researchers with information about what they ate every day, their body weight, and their height measurements, their overall health assessment, including any level of disability, and their medical records. The researchers learned that more than one quarter, 28% of very old adults in Northeast England had protein intakes below the recommended dietary allowance. The researchers noted that older adults who have more chronic health conditions may also have different protein requirements. This is true. To learn more about the health benefits of adequate protein intake in older adults, the researchers examined the impact of protein intake on the increase of disability over five years. This is very important because there is an association with decreased protein intakes and subsequent uh, frailty or or uh, the, the, uh, the risk factor for becoming disabled. And as it turned out, uh, the researcher's theory was that eating more protein would be associated with slower disability development in very old adults, depending on their muscle mass and muscle strength. As it turned out, they were correct. Participants who ate more protein at the beginning of the study were less likely to become disabled when compared to people who ate less protein. Let me talk to you a little bit about the importance of protein. Let me just stop right there. 
when I was a hospital dietitian, you know, one of the things for acute illness or surgery or trauma is immediately the protein needs of that patient are increased. So if you've been ill, you've had an infection, you've had a trauma, you've had a surgery, you've been very sick, you need more protein to help with not only the repair and restoration of your body, but for your DNA, for your immunity, for your muscle mass, for your bone health, for your detoxification. Stages one, stages two, liver detoxification require adequate amounts of amino acids. You're not getting that from a slice of buttered toast and a cup of tea. And, oh, my mouth hurts. I really can't chew that. So let me instead have some applesauce or some pudding. These are my concerns in the geriatric population. So... As it turns out, participants who ate more protein at the beginning of the study were less likely to become disabled when people, when compared to people who ate less protein. And let me tell you, I'm not a, a big fan of protein shakes, but I'm the biggest fan of protein shakes in my elderly population. I'm talking about the frail case study of, I'm talking about the frail older lady or older gentleman who's not eating enough, they're not getting their protein needs met. They're becoming, they are becoming more and more frail. They are losing weight. Remember that muscle weighs more than fat. They are losing muscle. They are sarcopenic. They are losing muscle and therefore they are losing weight as well. I am worried about them. They're going to, they're, they've increased their risk factors for falling, for fracture, for disability, <clears throat> for a head trauma. If you fall down, right? Hit your head. Most fatalities happen in the bathroom, a slip and a fall right there. The need to maintain muscle mass and balance and strength is critical, especially as we get older. You've heard me recite the study that was done in the 80s or 90s where they went into a nursing home and they took all those who were in there uh, in their years. They were in their 80s and 90s as well, but the, the study was either done in the 1980s or the 1990s. I forget which decade. It doesn't matter. It's still pertinent. So they took all those people who were using walkers or canes to get around. They put those folks on a strength training regimen for three months, and at the end of three months, most of them were able to discard their canes and their walkers. Imagine that's why I call strength training the fountain of youth. You can reverse the frailty. You can reverse the frailty. So, the authors of the study said that these findings support current thinking about increasing the recommended daily intake of protein to maintain active and healthy aging. Older adults should aim to eat about one to 1.2 grams of protein for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. 2.2 pounds equals a kilo. I'm going to do the math on you on all that in a minute. For example, for a person who weighs 160 pounds, that would be at least 58 grams of protein a day. A 3.5 ounce serving of chicken contains about 31 grams of protein. Find your recommended daily protein intakes and other important 
nutritional needs. Say a a, a 150 pound person is when you divide that 150 by 2.2, you get 68 kilograms. That person, that 150 pound person, is 68 kilos. So if you were doing not, you know, if you were doing the one gram of protein per kilo, that would be 68 grams of protein a day. If you go to the upper end, because they're recommending to eat about one to 1.2 grams of protein for every kilo, right? So if that 68 kilo person is eating 1.2 grams of protein, that's equivalent to about 81 grams of protein a day. So remember your chicken, your vegetables, all of that, your fish, your steak, your eggs, these are all important sources of protein, especially high biological value protein. This is important when you're talking about your protein intakes. And I wrote recently about sarcopenia, right? And that physically inactive people can lose between three to 5% of lean body mass every year, starting as young as age 20. And you know, the current recommendations for protein intake has always been 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Well, we're finding out these studies are revealing that this is too low. In older adults, this has been challenged for being insufficient to obtaining lean body mass. You want to obtain your lean body mass as you get older to prevent frailty, to to age healthily, right? And subsequently, another study, the European Society for Clinical Nutrition and Metabolism recommends at least 1 to 1.2 grams of protein per kilo daily for healthy older individuals. And I also wrote, this was in our newsletter, you can pick up this article I wrote at go to drhoffman.com. You can access this article. A study published in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics evaluated the relationship between lean body mass physical activity, and protein intake, looking at a cross-section of a cohort of postmenopausal women from the Women's Health Initiative. And to give the study some parameters, the researchers utilized a table developed by body composition scientists Jackson and Pollock, which states that women older than age 56 a body fat percentage of 26 to 31% is considered ideal, whereas 32 to 30%, 37% fat is considered overweight, and a body fat percentage of 38% or greater is defined as obesity. These are the parameters they used. Protein intakes in the study ranged from 0.54 to 2.02 grams per kilogram of weight. Included in the study were 8,298 women across a range from normal weight to obese. And what the researchers found is a strong, positive relationship between protein consumption and percent lean body mass in postmenopausal women. And that physical activity modifies this relationship across weight categories. In fact, in women with the highest intakes of protein, lean body mass was higher than other quintiles, as much as 6.5 percentage points higher compared to the lowest quintiles. 
This is significant. But even more exciting, in women with the highest protein intake and the highest level of physical activity, the percent lean mass was higher still, a mean 8.5 percentage points higher. Woohoo! This is big! Moreover, women across all weight categories benefited from the combination of higher protein intake and exercise. So here it is, more evidence of the benefits of consistent exercise, particularly weight training, resistance training, coupled with a protein-rich diet. This is very important. Doing both will keep you vital and strong throughout your life. And that study was in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics from 2017, titled Physical Activity Modifies the Association Between Dietary Protein and Lean Mass of, mo- of Postmenopausal Women. So, coupled with a higher protein intake, that's not a whole lot of chicken. Three and a half ounces, four ounces, couple that with that omelet you had that morning, or the fish that you're going to have at dinner or the steak you're having or that rack of lamb or something, you're getting benefit, you're getting adequate protein. Definitely. Now add resistance training to that. And for those of you who don't feel like joining a gym, that's fine. You don't even need, you don't even need cute gym clothes or sneakers. Jump out of bed every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, do squats. What are squats? These are deep knee bends. Think Jack LaLanne. Do squats until you can no longer do squats. Then get on the floor and do push-ups. Do push-ups until you can no longer do any. Get on the floor and do a plank. Hold that plank position for up to 30 seconds. That's good for your core. Now you've worked all your major muscle groups. If you're a beginner at this, you'll be done in 10 minutes. For somebody more advanced, it might take you 20 minutes. But if you do these three exercises with a day off in between, optimally three days a week, you will increase your muscle mass. And then when you go have that omelet for breakfast, oh yeah, you're getting the required protein to rebuild your lean body mass. That's exactly what you need. What you need. That's exactly what your bones need. Do get, if you're older, do get your doctor's permission. I don't want you to hurt yourself. This is not intended as advice. Do find out if you were fit for the type of resistance training that I'm talking about. Okay. That increased protein, you will never become frail as you get older. That is my wish for all of you. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Does fatigue sometimes hold you back from doing the things you want to do? Studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age, increasing your fatigue. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with the only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. NT Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. I've been using NT Factor for years and prescribe it for my patients. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Plus, during the entire month of December, you can enjoy 20% off the entire line of NT Factor products. 
To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com for 20% off site-wide during the entire month of December. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.